Don't. Oh. Charles. <laughs> this is great. Imagine <laughs> recording. Will be it's fine. Idea. He can sync this. He's got Discord audio. It's fine. Right, oh is everybody okay, okay, recording? He, okay, he can sync this, but he can sync this. Yeah, I'm recording. Yes, I'm recording. Okay, everybody's recording. Gucci. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome to the Clip It podcast. As you can tell, we're doing something slightly different today, and it might stay like this for a while. I'm going to try and make them higher quality, higher effort podcasts from now on using the recording subject. No, yes, subject. <laughs> the recording media there we go um i, I may get it right when we're not at some point in the near future but that i don't oh. know what's going to happen um we are joined by our wonderful co-host today agent oink what's up gamers De- i think scripting is awesome <laughs> delicious i hope i don't get interrupted by the next person gosh that would be awful if that were to happen you really have a lot of time to interrupt me here i really think you should do it all this and bit's gonna go on for a very long time <laughs> shut up bud there we go. Um, you know, we've got some good podcast topics today, I think. Um, this is going perfectly well. It's better than our live streams because we just don't know what we're doing. Anyway, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's talk to everybody. How are we all doing today? Okay, so I guess I'm just not here. I no, you just didn't you hear did. you just didn't Yeah, hear you said intro. shut up. Oh. Come on, bro. Stop trying to be greedy. It's okay, he'll edit it in post. He'll edit it in post. You'll respond properly. Yeah, okay. Say, say your I mean, I mean he now. responded properly. Say your response now. <laughs> Money. Nice. Right. So. I, Overlay I, it. So it's awful. I'm going to start today by saying Trump had a good few days, hasn't he? <laughs> I'm really glad we're starting with politics. Do you really want to get into politics? Straight in. I feel like well, you don't, there's not much to now. say on Trump. Have we ever done politics? Yeah. A couple of times. times. I'm here. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah fair enough. True. That's that's true. Um, to be fair, no, to be honest, the, the topics uh, that Delicious has um, kindly put in our wonderful Discord were AMD's mm. CPU uh, launch over a week ago, um, and you know, possible or not the leaks of the R9, but the, them showing off that's the R9. Wrong. You said AMD launch just a week. Oh, yeah. So that's. Just over a week from recording, so this is already mm-hmm. going to show its age, though it should be up tomorrow, assuming yeah, someone be. gets this done. I will edit it, oh, I promise. So are we skipping this politics thing? Then? Yes, what? yes, we're. That was just okay. how I want to introduce the channel. Damn, Trump, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> yeah, bro. Orange so, is okay, bro, so, bro, bro. So AMD's <laughs> CPU are launching in just over a week, as of today. So They're chatting about it. They're having their, uh, their big talky talk. Which I'm excited for, actually. Yeah, we've got some details leaked about the Radeon, as you said before, 59, 9 5900X, which is meant to be clocking in at over 5 gigahertz. Five? I've not, yeah, I've not heard if that's boost. I Let me have a look. I'd imagine that Yeah, it boost. is boost. Yeah, if it wasn't, that would be even more insane. But I mean, if it was boosted, boost. like 5.6 or something, fuck. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, we're looking at, I think, around 150 watts TDP. Holy so, shit. Yeah, the next gen of computers are going to need some good power supplies. True. Yeah, for sure. Um, and talking about AMD, we also got the R9-5900X. Um, I wouldn't say leak. They did reveal it officially, Le- didn't they? In Fortnite. <laughs> that was... Okay, so there's been a bit of confusion here. I was abbreviating it in the chat, so I suppose this is kind of my fault. That oh. was the Ryzen 9 5900X oh. that um, oh, was okay. being referred to there. 
Okay, so yeah, okay, that does make sense. And it's it's meant to be, I think, better than the top. Um, what was it? The Intel? Was it the i10, 10900, the i9, 10900K, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the stupid one. In some aspects, I think even in single core performance under certain. And the Intel CPU that has incredible. tens and nines and a K in its name. It's yeah, it's Jesus. mad. It's like stupid. But they have also said, yeah, their GPU event's going to be at the end of the month, the 28th of October. Oh, nice. So that's going to be something to look forward to with... I've heard very mixed things from leakers, and I'll be honest, I don't quite understand um, everything that's been leaked so far. Do you know what also came out recently? uh, It's coming out around that same time that recently got revealed. Mm. Borat 2. Oh, God, no. Coming out on Amazon Prime, supposedly on the 23rd of October. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Amazon Prime exclusive. Probably. (laughs) 23rd of October, yep. Oh, my God. Why? Yeah. So that's going I didn't. I've never seen the first. Well, I've seen the Dictator, which I enjoyed, um, and I've seen Ali G, which was a classic. Um, but I've heard Borat is a good one, so you don't know. It might just be a cash grab. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't think the original. I admit, I've not seen the original one that came out 16 years ago. I don't think it's aged very well, though. I would I like imagine that. I've not. I've not seen it, but <laughs> from from the uh, the topics in it and the. The style, so it'll be interesting to see exactly what they do. Nice. Um, is this the beginning of our movie segment? Yes. Oh, it actually, is, yeah. something we didn't mention, or I'm just going to mention it now. There's a small chance we could be uploading um, a movie podcast on this channel. I would like to keep it on this channel, I guess. Um, maybe have a subsection name for it. I don't know. We haven't really thought about it, but it's something I want to do. Just as mm. watching films with these people is... Yeah. A lot this, more fun than just this watching is, by yourself. Yes. This is the Clip It podcast. This segment is focused on internet culture and news and just the internet in general, right? Clip It, a reference to Twitch, and the other podcasts will be Cut It because they do that sometimes, directors. <laughs> oh, actually, that is a good... Shut yes. Up. Yes, we're doing that. God, no. Damn right. I'm sexy and impressive. Uh, <laughs> um, some of the other pointers, uh, you, ta- you mentioned the RTX 3080. Um, that oh, finally launched. <laughs> Oh wait, you yeah, did? did. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Sorry, no, I thought you meant just now. Now he's talking about what I put in chat earlier. We're jumping around a lot. I feel like we've got a few topics, but if we go through them at this rate, we're going to be done in half yeah, an hour. You're still on the CPU, bud. Possibly oh, slow our roll just a little bit here. I okay. So let's talk about the CPUs then. Go on. Let's talk okay. about the CPUs. As you well, can tell, we're professional. Pretty excited. I would definitely upgrade to an AMD CPU now, like their current generation, even over the late uh, uh, Intel generations. The main problem would just be buying a motherboard. And since I know these new ones are coming, I'm going to wait for them. Fair, I wonder what yeah. else we're going to be looking towards, like their integrated GPUs or their APUs, as Intel calls them. I can't remember what that's meant to stand for. That's going to be interesting to see how thin we're going to be able to get our gaming devices. APU is accelerated processing unit. Oh, thank you. Could be looking at a Nintendo Switch, but more powerful, and that can run Windows or Linux. Oh, is that what it stands for? I thought it stood for automatically pushing utilities. God, shut up. (laughs) Yeah, no, there's actually been quite a lot of promising stuff for Nintendo Switch. Mm. Like... Oh, yeah. So... The Nintendo Switch, if people didn't know, is basically an NVIDIA shield. Like, it is almost exactly the same at a hardware level. um, Just running different software. So, 
uh, Nvidia picking up ARM and ARM's quite long focus on building quite high power mobile chips um, and small integrated chips specs quite well for the future of nvidia with nintendo in terms of what they could make with a new switch Mm. um but i would also equally say that like there's plenty of possibility for you know nintendo to fuck off nvidia like amd getting more competitive in that market i mean we've seen what they've done with their laptop releases lately so i would not Mm. be surprised if they could get a good mobile release i think we can agree that razor make the best laptops No, no, I don't think we can actually. I think there's going to be a bit of controversy there. Uh, but no, yeah, like, gen- like I'm looking forward to new CPUs mainly because I obviously know it's Alienware. Yeah, that's true. Um, obviously, I don't know if they're gonna. I, I don't. I want them to, but I doubt the previous ones are gonna go down in price. Um, like if I was upgrade, I would love to go for a three series seven um, Ryzen seven. Though to be so honest, the two series would be still ideal for me, um, just because of the price point. It's just the, the problem being the, the motherboard being for not expensive, but just adding to that to, uh, that final amount, basically. Um, mm. But no, it, it, it'd be interesting to see what they come up with. They always are pushing forward to... Uh, 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 they're always pushing forward for affordable but powerful and very good CPUs. Okay, yeah, so and they're definitely getting a lot better on the uh, GPU game just, as well. Just to clarify the lineup, the leaks suggest, um, although this is not, they're not necessarily expected from what I'm understanding of the leak to be launching at the same time. That the new Ryzen chips will be, um, Shit. quite, quite, quite impressive actually. Um, so at the low end, you got the Ryzen five five six zero zero X, which is a six core twelve thread. Um, yep. Then a step up from that, you've got the Ryzen seven. 5800X, which is an 8-core 16 thread. And then a step up from that, you've got the Ryzen 9 5900X, which is a 1224, and then the topped back Ryzen 9 5950X, which is a 1632. Um, Jesus. So a rough example of that, the Ryzen uh, 7 5800X in a benchmark got 166.6 average FPS, 135... Um, I don't fucking this, this doesn't make much sense. Oh, fuck those fuck those <laughs> columns. They're called medium and heavy. I don't know what that means. Oh, um, that one. Yeah, yeah no. but but versus a 10900K, like that's a 30 FPS increase roughly. So that's Jesus. pretty impressive. It's substantial. For I sure. mean, like for a Ryzen seven, which is their like higher end, like medium high end line, mm-hmm. to be pushing better than Intel's like top spec consumer chip. That's decent. It's pretty impressive. But I guarantee yeah. you these new CPUs will probably be full. Selling retail probably about 350, 400, maybe even 500. And so I'd expect more f- for them. I uh, mean, for the, the top end. The Ryzen 9s, I'd be looking at 600 to a grand. Yeah. Mm. Easily. Um, not, not, not to necessarily say that that's an expensive price from a value proposition. I mean, it's obviously expensive in a raw proposition, but the value of those chips is going to be pretty good. I mean, the value of the top spec Ryzen's as they are is still better than most other CPUs. Uh, well, depending on what your end use case is going to be, because, you know, benchmark performance doesn't actually result. But if you are needing the use you're going to get from those cores, um, then I highly recommend Ryzen. Not that I've ever used one, but I have used Intel for long enough to know that it's a piece of absolute <laughs> shit. As someone yeah, who's used a, 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 a Series 1 Ryzen, I highly recommend them. Um, especially just for doing like editing, streaming, stuff like that, it's so much more beneficial to have that extra 
multitask ability sort of you know hmm. it's just it's just really useful i highly recommend them for anybody thinking to do uh, an affordable pc for streaming for editing for for anything that uses oh for anything to be honest because if you even if you want to use chrome and play a game intel tend to struggle apparently so it's always nice to have that yeah. sort of accessibility just on your on on the uh, on your pc just to have that if you, even if you don't use it it's just there the, you know the summary of working with an intel cpu for me is is the second anything needs to push it to try and get something done as fast as possible yeah other stuff starts to hinder significantly right like launching chrome and i'm not talking about all my other startup applications i have those i have a script that runs them one by one at about a reasonable time because of this right but once all of those open launching chrome will 100 percent my cpu for about 10 seconds 10 seconds right? that it? which is insane and sure i'm opening a lot of yeah, i've got a few chrome windows and they've all got a few tabs in them and extensions and shit and when my cpu is 100 that's not my pc's frozen i can still do other stuff other stuff still responds but if i was doing something in the background more resource intensive or like tried to open another application that uh, is quite intensive to open like vegas um or you know blender or something like that that, that just wouldn't happen like I'd, i would just have to wait for chrome to open and then that would open and both okay. of those things happen in a relatively quick time but it's like i just don't feel like that should be the case right if I'm yeah. idling with everything on my PC right now, recording this, um, handling video from Discord to look at your camera, etc., and I'm idling at 10% CPU usage, it seems absurd that Chrome should 100% my CPU. And the only reason it does is because it uses one thread. And it's like, oh, I'm going to open Chrome, and one thread of my CPU is enough to kill it because it's a shit piece of shit. Fucking Dell. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, can't argue with it. Can't argue with so, <laughs> wow, um, yeah, no, that's it's. I think AMD are definitely going to be a huge part of the majority of the CPUs until Intel actually start catching up with better affordable CPUs. Um, they may win the high end at some point, but I doubt it'll be anytime soon at this rate. So, I mean, AMD's market share has been consistently growing for a long time now. Yeah. And I think what's important to respect is we can sit here and be PC enthusiasts all we like and talk about who has the best gaming CPU at the absolute top end and who has the best multitasking CPU and who has the best rendering and what's the CPU that's best for streaming, etc, etc. Et but let's, let's be honest here, most people aren't buying $800 Intel or AMD CPUs. Most people are buying two to 300 to 400 maybe dollar Intel CPUs and AMD CPUs, right? No. And the value you get from like a Ryzen 3 and 5 versus some of the shittier Intel i5s is just more substantial, in my opinion. True. Like, the performance you can get on a low-end system is is way more value than a bit more multi-threaded performance on a high-end system. Purely because if you're spending 800 quid and then 200 quid on a motherboard, like, you're already spending a grand on just the CPU motherboard alone. So, like, whether you go into a Ryzen, like, you can clearly afford either. So, it doesn't really matter as much. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's definitely. That's, I think Pretty that's much spot on. Yeah, that is literally spot on. Damn right. So, yeah. Damn right. Um, you got anything you want to say about this, Asty Asty boy? That the Asian Asian basically just said how uh how both like useful useful in both the top end and the low end. Like the uh the the value for it very much so. Is, just how like good it can be yeah that's true yeah 
Yeah. So, you know, we, we yeah. I, I, honestly, if you want to get a good yeah. affordable CPU, I highly yeah. recommend going for any Ryzen. The second series at the moment, I would say the most affordable. Um, that will probably change to the third series after a little bit of the uh, new, well, the next, obviously the next series coming out. Um, I would also propose, if someone is listening to this and thinking about buying a PC, <laughs> even if you could look at the specific exact use case you have, maybe you are specifically looking for the performance in one game, right? Something that is Intel-sided, like CSGO, I believe, is Intel-sided. Um, as an example, it's, right? It's You're looking specifically at that one game, and you notice that an Intel CPU at roughly the same price as an AMD CPU, before, like say the motherboards are roughly the same price, performs like 10% better. So you're going to go with that CPU. The thing I would warn you about is the mid to high end on Intel generally out, uh, underperforms the mid to high end on AMD for the same price, right? And you are likely going to have to upgrade your socket, which is less the case, depends on what Ryzen generation you get, etc., and what motherboard and such forth of chipsets. But on Ryzen, that's a lot less the case. You have a much better option with Ryzen for the upgrade path without having to change your motherboard if you buy yeah. like a low-end Gen 3 now. So I would definitely consider the future into like... I think it's always important when you're buying a PC to think about upgradability. And obviously the common things there are like, will I have space in this case for a big GPU? Like, sure, who cares? But think more like literally, will you be able to upgrade to a higher-end Ryzen 7 maybe? If you can, that could be a really good thing because sure, your motherboard might not be ideal for overclocking it or might not be ideal in general because of its feature set. You don't necessarily have to upgrade that when you just want to upgrade your CPU. That could come down the line a year after you've got that CPU. So that's always something to think about. Yeah. And and and, and, and some uh, some Intel CPUs don't even work in the same socket. Yeah. Interesting. Intel's a bit weird with chipsets. Yeah, their graphics cards are uh, going to be a little bit more. Put it like this. <laughs> to to have my, my CPU running on my old motherboard, I had to buy a Celeron from Amazon just so I could update the motherboard BIOS, just so even though it was the same chipset, the BIOS was updated enough to support the CPU. Wow. Which is great, because I spent £38 on a CPU from Amazon, ordered it, put it in my board, updated the BIOS, put it back in the box, sent it back to Amazon, got a full refund. <laughs> that works. <laughs> that which is work So, yeah. No, AMD are going to do well, um, and hopefully it does come out fairly, fairly soon. Um, so that would be great for anybody wanting to make an affordable gaming, streaming, editing PC. In the next few weeks, um, though, pretty much everything. Yeah, true. No, that's what they. I mean, for. I mean, pretty much everything. Like, if you, some people do use their PCs more like consoles, right? Where they have like no other software installed. Some people barely even consider installing Discord, right? They ha they don't even bother installing a separate web browser. This is definitely not like most of us, I would say, but there, there are people like this, and they will just launch a game. They'll get Steam open or get Epic Games open, play the game, right? They barely even worry about thingy, especially if they play console games on PCs that have like in-game voice chat anyway because of that, right? Yeah. Um. So like, I feel like there's some people that like it doesn't apply to as much. But if you have any intention of possibly streaming, possibly video editing, maybe you want to try and learn some Adobe software and want to have like media encoder running encodes in the background, anything along any of those lines, clearly AMD is winning for you. Yeah. I mean, the ability to assign CCXs alone makes a huge difference. So hmm. yeah, it's I just love, complicated I, architectural stuff, but you can look it up. Oh, yeah. And no, I love being able to assign CEX with certain stuff. <laughs> um,. But yeah, no, so yeah, CPU, AMD are doing great CPU, and it seems like their next graphics cards as well are going to definitely do a huge 
They're looking huge, promising. Uh, yeah, huge performance boost for people and hopefully be affordable. Um, though, again, I still want a Ryzen. I still want an, an RTX card. I will always go for the uh, the inevitable better price to performance option. As I've always stuck with Ryzen at the moment. Can, can say it would not <laughs> recommend the RTX 2000 series. I think Phelan would agree. <laughs> now I wouldn't recommend buying it for RRP. But then again, I wouldn't recommend buying pretty much anything for RRP. It's very true. But oh god, I got him started. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I like to look around. Look and by around. look around, I mean check like five sites. Hey, to be fair, my 2070 cost me £359. Yeah. Which for when I bought it was pretty reasonable. And talking about, <laughs> Which is why I bought it. Talking about RTX cards, the 30 series recently uh, released. And mm. that's been going somewhat well for them. I say with a smirk on my face. It's been face. going excellently. If you were one of those lucky people that managed to snatch up a reference <laughs> RTX 3080 from NVIDIA's website, you have got a pretty decent card, right? You got good yeah. performance. You got you got a, you got a real nice card from that. I mean, not necessarily the most excellent price, but fair enough. If you wanted to spend the money, you got a good card out of it. Fair, fair enough. Well done. If you bought a third party card, oh, rest your soul. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry for you. So, it's potluck, honey. It's gonna it's gonna fail and crash and have a series of problems, or it's gonna be fine. If only many YouTube reviewers had warned of this, Gamers Nexus. <laughs> and nobody watches Gamers Nexus. All people know about you Gamers should. Nexus is the fact that their their uh, their uh, anti-static mats are on LTT videos. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is that? It's all is people. That... That's all people. That's know. the uh, Gamers Nexus mod mat, which you can purchase so, so at GamersNexus.shop. Gamers Nexus is really good. I don't like him because he's got a very monotone voice, and so I just kind of get a bit annoyed by it. Some people don't like his method of delivery app. In comparison to like Linus Tech Tips videos, right? Uh -oh. Um, oh. where you have like a, a significant focus oh. on entertainment. <laughs> you okay, Phelan? Yeah, sorry, no, I've just noticed with this whole new recording thing, uh, and it tells me how much disk space I have remaining for recording. What are you using yep. to record? And it's just under a day. Which I is plenty of time. Um, but yeah, no idea. Pre I presume it records to C temp files. Oh my god! I, that's what is I'm it? yeah assuming. Mine yeah, I've got I've got 433 hours and 47 minutes. <laughs> 46. Got sorry. I've currently got 10 hours. I've only got nine hours. Nine and a half. Oh, there hours. you go. A bit of C drives, bro. There you go, viewers. Enjoy. <laughs> if those, people uh, want to donate me a new C drive, there you go. Um, so if anyone's interested, I'm recording at 32-bit float, 44,100 hertz. You can now calculate how much space I have left on C. Well done. Um, comment that below, and I'll buy you a Steam game under £10. If, if uh, don't, someone I won't. donate me uh, oh. £9.72 billion, pounds, please. That uh, would be ideal. I'm planning what was I on, saying? I would say. I was going to say I'm planning on buying some stuff, but I can't now. Um, I was talking about something important, and I can't remember now. The RTX cards the RTX. and how much you love them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And how well that Gamers Nexus voice, that was it. Right. Mm. So, yeah, in comparison to like uh, other channels that have a more, f like, I, I focus on reviewing the content, but also um, entertainment. Gamers Nexus focuses more on what you'd expect from like an article, right? It's, it's more a delivery of as much information condensed into a relatively efficient format. It's not as efficient as possible, but he will speak in a pretty monotone voice and he will just not, you, literally, you could, like, if it's a proper, just straight informational video, he will start speaking, Tech Jesus, as we like to call him. Um, and he will just stop speaking at the end of the video. Oh, it is that one. Uh, Tech Jesus, yeah. And basically... Oh, no, I had a problem with Jay. I remember. Nothing. Oh, you don't like Jay's two cents? He's okay. Oh. I don't mind him. 
I don't have a problem with him. He's just a dude, like, whatever. Um, I don't personally like his channel as much as other channels because I just find it a bit bland, but that's because I'm also just not really into buy product, open product. Like, I don't watch Short Circuit from LTT or anything either. Oh, because it's enough. just boring. Like, I don't want to see someone just open a box. What the fuck? I don't, for the I don't care. reason of spoilers. <laughs> I, like to, I like to open a box for the first time and go, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> As you can tell by this link <laughs> to my Loot Crate unboxing. <laughs> just just, just oh, yeah. took a gamble buying this thing. Like, um, shit. One thing Steve mentions in his early reviews of the RTX card is that he had had words. So he often does like very in-depth cooling, very in-depth um, PCB layouts and such. Well, he does like very in-depth reviews of cards, uh, GPUs especially, right? Um, he does other stuff as well. So like he'd been told directly from some of his contacts at a few of the um, third-party vendors for GPUs that they had been given a very short amount of time in comparison to normal to design the aftermarket cards for the RTX 3000 series. And for that yeah. personal reason, he would recommend holding off until a new generation of aftermarket cards come out. Um, and I definitely think, uh, um, for those of you who don't fully understand, basically there's some interesting capacitor decisions that have been made possibly um, that is leading to... Um, no, more capacitor types and clock rates um, that have been leading to crashes with certain automatic cards. And that obviously would suggest that what Steve was warning about Games Nexus is that some of the designs had been rushed through is indeed test. Maybe they didn't have enough testing at different uh, in different situations, you know, of different overclocks and different temperatures and such forth to, to determine that maybe those uh, capacitor systems and layouts were not suitable for the cards. But yeah, I mean, yep. I always think buying an aftermarket card like immediately on release is bad anyway. With GPUs, like, reference is different, um, like, because NVIDIA is obviously going to put work into and they've been working with that card for years in designing it, so they're going to have some insight. But I feel like aftermarket cards, I don't know, I, I tend to like waiting maybe like a, a little, at least a little bit for like a better, cooler version to come out or something, right? Uh, depending on your opinion, because if you get a card that's just a bit quieter, if you're interested in quietness, that's good. If you get a card that's a bit cooler because you're interested in temperatures, that's good. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, I think they released a driver update which has fixed the issues for most cards by basically limiting the uh, clock. So, it's not I mean, great. at least, I don't at least it's a way they're... of making them function, but... Well, I mean, it was just only, from what I understood, it was, for the most part, only when they went over 2 gigahertz, which, I don't know, it's, it's enough. I don't know if they're doing refunds and, like, I think, well, no, some people are doing refunds and returns now. Some other companies are simply stating there's a problem. We're looking into it. Which <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I, I don't is remember giving their team time to decide what no, to do. It was EVGA, I think. Actually, don't quote me on this. I'm not hundred percent sure. I think it was EVGA that I read, who had said in regards to the sort of uh, controversy, we were aware of a problem on a previous design we had for one of our 3080 cards. However, it's, mm. this is not the design we shipped, but it was a problem when we were designing a 3080 yes. card. Yeah, I think that was EVGA. So yeah, it's 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 I don't know. I feel like this whole release has been a shit show, quite frankly. I'm gonna call Nvidia out here. I'm not a big fan of Nvidia for a whole host of reasons, right? But mm. like the bots that scraped up all of the cards and are reselling them, right? That and that's partly on vendors and also partly on Nvidia. I'm saying that because you know fault. Nvidia has their own website as well, and also maybe mm -hmm. Nvidia could try and enforce policies from vendors if they want to be able to sell their products, etc., etc. Um, yeah. That sort of thing, along with 
botched aftermarket designs that have possibly had issues. Um, and again, they're not like completely game-breaking issues, but that's not the sort of thing you expect when you're spending that much money on a product, right? Um, no, absolutely. It's a lot. I, it's been a bit of a mess, this launch. I feel like NVIDIA really needs to learn and and do a bit better next time round. You know, maybe try and get some security from the vendor's end. Maybe try and slow it down a bit with your launch if, if you know this is going to be an issue. Like, I think these 30, this 3000 series would have sold equally as well if they had launched it, like, in a month from today. Right? Or, like, or if they, like, trickled them out instead of, like... Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. There's definitely stuff to be learned on NVIDIA's end, for sure. Yeah. No, I would agree. It's going to give AMD a potential area to come through, but they've, AMD have already stated that they are going to have enough stock, which is... I suppose quite ballsy to do, but after we've had issues with the PlayStation, the Xbox, and the RTX 3080 cards, I don't know how much they're expecting interest to be in these new AMD cards, but they think they've got enough, so let's see if that comes true. I wish I could buy one. You could? I can't. Not saying it'd be a good idea, but you probably could. I can't. <laughs> I'm sure you can find a way. Nah. Oh, I can sell a kidney. Um, there you go then. <laughs> Spend your streamer money on it. So talking, oh, yeah. so honestly, it, this battle with the two graphics cards literally is basically what's happened with the consoles. One's gone in early and said and done all this, and then they've had mistakes, and the other one's just come out and gone, "Hey, we can do better." Um, that being Microsoft with the Xbox saying, "Oh, we're going to have enough stock." Um, and talking about Microsoft, they recently bought a new studio. I feel like that was meant to be a segue in that, What that was that was, was an excellent an segue one. Into a discussion about consoles That ended up being about Bethesda And I mean <laughs> if that isn't a exactly statement for this podcast yeah. Like I was about to have a discussion About like how I still genuinely think Xbox has won the console wars And I want to you know preface this With I'm not like a big console guy I don't really care I totally get why more people are going to buy PlayStation I in fact think more people are going to buy PlayStation In the early stages but I think 10 years from now There will be more Xboxes in use And that is purely because no. the Xbox Series S Is a better value for everyday people That don't really want to spend that much on a fucking console we've And also Game Pass is really good we've confirmed like, like really really good We confirmed really, really that there's going to be more xboxes out there however the wrong one well yeah that's also an issue um See, yeah i was surprised how well the x is sold sorry John, this, compared Charlie. to the s's no not even that sorry. one not no, even no. that version of the that, loads of people started buying the xbox he's talking uh, about one the s. xbox one s x sales mm. which was a beautiful move i mean they've had a, 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 like a massive amount of background stock for a long time of xbox one x's and I think it would be um, wrong to say that naming their new consoles, the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series X, was not at least partly a deliberate oopsie-doopsie that they knew would help their cash flow situation in terms of their stock on the Xbox One X and Xbox One S. Like, mm. that's that's a very noticeable thing. Like, I think it was a very deliberate decision. Not, like, the whole reason they named it that. But definitely partly. Like, it's convenient for them. I, if people accidentally buy Xbox One X's, like, oh, what a shame. I do love how, and this is something, I like, it happened, it came out more a couple of weeks ago, but I do love how Phil Spencer, back in July, had an Xbox Series S on his um, shelves, just in yep. plain sight. 
for like a few months before it was even noted. Uh, well done yep. on him. Well done on him. So, but yeah, no, the, the console. I don't know. I personally think the PlayStation is going to do better if they can, like, because I don't. I think the PlayStation is the better console, right? Yes. If we are comparing hardware and my experience of PlayStation software, which is watching my family use both consoles as I walk through the PS4 versus Xbox <laughs> um, One X, whichever one we have, right? Uh, which, frankly, I will, you know, I will be completely clear, is not a great experience. Um, but what I will say is, I think the PlayStation 4 is a better console. I'm just going to say it. I think the PlayStation 4 Digital is a better price for the hardware than the Xbox One X has, right? Okay. And than the PS4 non-digital has, right? I think the PS5... PS fucking numbers. PS5 Digital is a great purchase and a value proposition for the hardware and software. But here's the thing. Does everyone... Everyday people, especially during the current economic situation, with recessions on the foreground in pretty much every major Western country on the planet... <laughs> me. I did that out. Want... <laughs> Want to purchase a three hundred ninety nine to four hundred ninety nine pound or dollar, sorry, a console? Probably not, right? Especially when the performance gains we haven't seen what the performance gains are going to be at ten eighty p yet, right? Yeah. We know what their four K performance is like roughly, right? Well, I mean, we know roughly. Blah blah. You know, what consoles are like that shady ass shit, right? But not everyone has a 4K TV, and quite frankly, I don't think many people are going to necessarily want to buy a 4K TV, apart from a, a, what is going to be a small percentage of the user base is going to actually bother to buy a 499 PS5 and a new 4K TV just to play on it, right? I don't think that many people are going to do that. So people that have already got 1080p TV, yeah. I think the best option for people that don't want to be spending that much money is to get an Xbox One S for 299 which is likely to launch with a free live and Game Pass option for maybe a few Xbox months. Shut up. Xbox Series S, right? Um, you know, which is like to launch a free live for maybe three months and free Game Pass for maybe three months or something, right? Uh, this is purely off the head. Like, it might not even happen, but there's rumor that they're going to do this. I think for, for the everyday person that, you know, doesn't have a particularly large amount of money to throw around, that is a great value proposition. To be able to say, as like a parent to kids that are looking for a console at Christmas, right? That you've got them a brand new console and they've got access to 400, 500 games right to play on that console i think that's a pretty good fucking proposition if you ask me yeah no it is a good idea and it's going to have fortnite 2.0 on it so the majority of kids getting it is going to be great um i just don't like how much the fucking memory is but then again i don't know the storage St- oh, yeah storage yeah. side yeah storage how, how much is the storage 212 for a terabyte which is twice the amount I checked for a uh, PC version, because the average terabyte SSD is about a hundred. Um, no, is no, it? No, yes, no, 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 yes. it's so much cheaper than that. It's so how much cheaper. Oh, cheaper. Paying okay, for so, yeah, okay, so yeah, the, the most expensive ones. I was looking at like, the, the Samsung, like, fucking, okay. like, um, premium ones. Charlie's been looking at the NVMe one. Yeah. <laughs> And even then, you'd be... No, no, yeah, but that, yeah, that's what it is. It's basically an NVMe. Uh, MV, yeah, no, they are NVMe. Oh, the they're, they're, um, you know, you know, they're like about the size of like a small, like old um, PlayStation memory card, yeah, roughly, very about roughly, that right? Um, I don't know if you remember, you know, the NVMe drives you get for them that are about like that. They're, they're they're small. They're more like a Wi-Fi chip. I don't even know if they're telling NVMe. They might just be PCI. I don't know, but you get the point, right? They're like they plug in PCI and they're like a small sort of almost Wi-Fi size chip. So- I don't know if that's the one that's in them. 
like the default one, no, but, but I know that's the what the expansion is. Yeah, it's the expansion. Uh, it costs $212. And uh, I would like to point out, because you might not be aware, you can use a USB expansion drive to vault your games on yeah. the Xbox. So you can have games that are playable, right, on your normal drive on an Xbox. But then if you don't want to have to delete the game, but you want to download a new game you need space for, you can move it to the USB drive. It's not playable from the USB drive, but you can store the files there. And then you can, you know, move something else to the USB drive and then move that game back when you want to play it later. Um, which isn't going to be amazingly fast, but I guess it's nice to have the option. It genuinely, I know it's a very random thing, but it genuinely annoys, annoys me how far it sticks out of the console. Like, it's a very small gripe, but it just annoys no, me. No, yeah, it does annoy me. Oh, I've not seen that. Is it going to be like having a PlayStation yeah, 2 memory yep. card? <laughs> Except a lot more expensive. So when that uh, when that breaks, gets stepped on. Not that I ever stepped on a memory card, but <laughs> someone must have at some point, right? Yeah, I don't know if I have. What a weird thing to think about. What a weird right? reminiscing By moment way, in our, our lives of our generation of early consoles that are fought right now on a podcast way, in 2020 say, is, have we stepped on a memory card? I just want to say, the yeah. fact that it comes with a sheaf like that makes me think that they people are going to buy more than one. That's disgusting. Let me... Okay, sorry. Is that just a Again, this is going to be awesome it. for you to edit it. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to show this. Yeah, I don't no, yeah, all of this this can be edited in. I was trying. I'm gonna admit. I'm gonna admit my failure. Okay. Um, you you guys know what it's like when you see a tweet that has like a few hundred retweets, right, or something. Yeah. Right. You can like if you don't like or retweet it, it's like impossible to find like three weeks later, right? Oh like, yeah. There's no way. I saw a tweet and I was gonna send it as a joke because it was funny when we're talking about um Xbox's acquisition of Bethesda. Someone edited into the same image where Todd Howard, uh, where Phil Spencer had um, fucking the Xbox One S on his shelf, a little mini version of Todd Howard. It was like, wow, <laughs> Phil Spencer had Todd Howard as himself this whole time and was teasing us about the acquisition of Bethesda. And I really wanted to find the image, but I could not. <laughs> so oh, I just want to say, by the way, someone, I don't know how confirmed this is, but someone was saying that um, the Xbox, uh, this seems about right to me. The Xbox reserves 10% of its memory for just system files. Storage, or RAM? Yeah, storage, so. Yeah, I keep saying memory. God. Okay. <laughs> that seems reasonable. But yeah. Yeah, that seems... Well, I mean... Possibly about what I'd expect. Wouldn't people just be able to use, like, a... Um, oh, no, never mind. Yeah, no, yeah, okay, never mind. I'm being stupid. I'm being silly. You are. Being What's wrong? No, I, I feel I, I, fuck, I, I, I forgot that the storage cards look disgusting like that. So I was just wondering why you couldn't just use an away and be me, but never mind. I think though. I mean, you probably could. There's a modding possibility you could, if, like, if, it, if it's a standard NVMe, like whether it's small format or normal format to drive inside on a board, you could take it off, plug it into a PC, use CloneZilla to bit copy it to like a free terabyte NVMe and plug it back in, it would probably work fine. Yeah. It's one of those things where... I mean, you wouldn't get the speed benefit that comes with their new stuff, but like, if, if, it's just the same, if it's the same interface format, then it would work. Oh, I know. I, I think it's confirmed that PlayStation are doing their own SSD architecture and we haven't yes, heard anything um, about and this. I was expecting them to. No, no, we have heard about Xbox. Xbox is doing a similar thing with the Microsoft Direct Access API, um, which they're working with NVIDIA to bring to Windows 10 as well, which gives, um, as part of the RTX 3000 launch, um, which gives GPUs access to be able to directly request storage from an SSD rather than having to go through the CPU and RAM. 
It's okay. not exactly the same, like, completely custom architecture of a decompression chip that the PlayStation 5 has. However, it will mean that in the future, if you're playing GTA 5, rather than I need to load this building or Trevor's face, being, hey, CPU, can I load this building? And CPU says, hey, yeah, SSD, can you have this? And the SSD puts it in memory, and then the memory then sends it to CPU, and the CPU then sends it to GPU. Rather than doing that, it will just be GPU straight to SSD and back, which will be a huge performance boost. And that will be coming to PC. Like, to be clear, that's going to be a thing on PC. Yes. Like, it's, it's coming to Windows, um, which is a hugely exciting thing. Now, yeah, yeah, finally getting to our Microsoft, yeah, Microsoft flight sims in less time. <laughs> I just saw. I'm sorry. Rendery. Not sure I'm sorry. I just saw a news article saying Nintendo reminds Switch owners to charge the console at least once every six months. It's probably a good idea, to be honest. I can think of a few reasons you might want to do that. But just a few. There we go. So, I was actually going to say about the Xbox Series S and X thing. So I'm, I personally think the PlayStation Digital is going to be the way to, that things are going to go. So from what we saw of, and admittedly that was initial release, uh, the Series X had more orders than the S. But like I say, that's just initial. Uh, you were saying about how many people owned a 4K TV, mm-hmm. which would you believe there's not much solid data on. Because I would also personally <laughs> think, and this is a personal thing, I have zero data to back this mm. up, and I would be interested to hear what your precursory estimates would be, mm. that that number would vary very significantly between North America, as in US and Canada, and this Europe. This is US numbers I've got. Yeah, right. Um, because I think in the US there will be a higher percentage of people that have 4K TVs. Oh, so, okay. Um, more because I think TVs are a bigger thing in America, right? Like, in the UK... Okay. I oh, definitely in the older generations, a lot of people watch TV, right? But there's still a lot of TV shows in America made for younger generations, which I don't think is the case in in the UK. Like, how many TV shows, right? And I'm talking like decent budget TV shows. Do you see the BBC, ITV, Channel Four, Channel Five, UK TV, right? Making specifically aimed at like the you know teenagers to like twenties age. And then the 20s to 30s age. Not that many. But you compare that to America with, like, generic action shows and shit. Like, there's there's hundreds of them. That's fair. Like, an insane you... amount. Um, in fact, looks in fact uh, Reese was watching one recently. And I just need to bring this up for Phelan's sake. Uh, ATC was down due to a virus, Phelan. Which you're going to already love. Because that statement is questionable. By yep. quite, a, quite a many things. Um, so their solution was to have a Boeing 747 low pass on a runway with them in a sports car below connect an ethernet cable from the boeing 747 into their laptop oh. download the atc patch from the boeing and then upload it to the local atc tower to restore atc to all the other planes why that boeing couldn't just land there and do that what that doesn't even make sense in the first place but yeah that's the quality of like some american tv that's fucking awesome I, i'd watch that That'd be sick. <laughs> Fuck so, you. i just want to interrupt everybody up, bro. 747. i just want to right. you know spider-man on the ps4 yeah. Well, yeah. I just found out that they've changed Peter Parker in the remake or in the PS5 yeah. version. I don't know if everybody's younger. aware of this, but I was. the fuck. So for, I don't know if Jaron's seen it, but that's the old. Look, Peter look, look you, you have you have to pay seventy dollars oh, yeah, for this yeah, game. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the I've, new I've one. Seen, I've seen, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen like it. What the fuck? It looks like a rip the, off uh, Tom Holland. Yeah, that's the point. 
I think it's probably the point, to be honest. Yeah, it's 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 supposed to be like. I know the lighting's different, but I kind of prefer how it's going off the the younger face. I was going to say the bottom face. Graphically, doesn't look too different. I suppose it doesn't matter. But yeah, I just I just found out this, and I was like, the fuck. Um, Yeah, I love. I mean, to be fair, you are going to have to pay for the game, like again, even though you already own it. So. Oh, at, least they, at least they have some excuse if we actually put development work into this. Well, so I think as I was... We yeah, so carry on. I do apologise. Good sir. Okay. Um, for America, yeah. and like you say, very well... Well, it is going to be different in the Oh, well, it's going to be area, different. How, how much is different and in what way? We can't be sure. But. It's surprising. I'm, try- I'm still trying to look for the European numbers. It's just over a third currently in the America really? market. Which Jesus. is... Debatably more than I expected. I don't know. The other problem is the numbers that say that don't say how much of that is full HD, which I imagine is, well, the vast majority of it. But I don't know how many people are still using weird resolutions. Mm. And I think that's probably just about enough, though, for people to want the the like, the PlayStation Digital Edition or the Series X. But out of the two of those, I would then go for the PlayStation. Okay. Yeah. I'll see if I can find those European numbers a minute whilst I'm... I love how we always go onto the console and yet none of us are going to get one. So actually, while you're, ta- while you're doing that, True. I just want to bring up something that me, Elf, uh, me Phelan and Ke- uh, Jaren saw. And I'm only bringing this up for Jaren because I knew he used to play it a lot more than anybody else. Oh, I used to play it a lot more. Um, is they've just revealed today the new Call of Duty Zombies. And I'm not going to lie, I'm actually oh, yeah. kind of liking it. Yeah? Yeah, I think I think it's pretty good. I, I, yeah, I'm not much of a COD person. I've, I guess I've grown to like it a bit more in the last few years. That being said, I despised it before. But it does look pretty good. Yeah. It, I found some, just to, just to very quickly add on, I found some, it, it's not straight percentages of who owns this data or, or how much people have TVs. Mm. There was data from the Independent Financial Authority 2019 of Berlin released by GFK. You mean JFK? That seems to suggest um, the 2018 FIFA World Cups broadcast resolution. Oh, yeah, that's um, good. Alongside the um, currently apparently thriving TV sound ecosystem, so soundbars and such. <laughs> um, yeah, depressingly. Um, has led to a, it suggests here, an 11% increase year on year for TVs with 4K resolution um, worldwide. So we already know what the American numbers are from. We start from that, that they're obviously going to be doing decently well in Europe as well then. Which is, I, I, I don't know, it's tough for me to judge TVs because I haven't watched TV in 10 years now and I don't, well, I don't think I ever will. So it's really hard for me to judge. Like, I don't know how, like, is TV still a thing that families do? Like, I don't know. Like, that sounds just weird. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, Probably no, it someplace. is definitely still a thing that. What do you watch though? Is there anything good? Um, <laughs> so obviously, again, it's going to vary person to person. I'm generally will watch game shows. Well, not game shows. Well, I guess game shows. Yeah, sure. The uh, chase. With the family, so things like the chase. Yeah, tipping point. <sighs> if Shit. I'm down at that sort of time. <laughs> yeah, but 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 one of those the other day fucking said, "Will Saturn float?" And the answer was yes. Ooh, or would Saturn float? float? Well, there you go, then. As someone who's a big Grillers fan, <laughs> does Saturn float? No. Yes. There we go. It is no. denser than water. Um, there have been no, studies into no, no, this. No, 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 no. It's, an, uh, it's, an, it's, it's not an, just it's Saturn's, not an island. It's, just it's Saturn's a planet. Shut up. 
it's a planet made of gas, so obviously it's going to float. I must admit, okay, so I decided <sighs> to Google it to like do a you know, meme there was of a NASA all these article, people say. Right, no, because let me explain. So I walked through, my parents brought this up and said this was on a thing, and I was like, right. So I Googled it. There was NASA in, like, articles or like kids' website or something from like 2008 that vaguely mentioned it, right? And I looked at some other articles, um, and yeah, that thing, right? And then there's the mm. Wired article below that suggests no, um, it that it wouldn't float because of a whole host of things like Saturn's not entirely gas, etc. And there was plenty of other articles that I read, not I can't remember who they were from, that also suggested it would not float. Okay, so let's say we are considering would Saturn float? Because apparently... That's, a po- that's the it, new pa- podcast topic. It is. Right, can I, would uh, you consider the rings part of the object yes. that has to float? Like if yes. you were to amalgamate yes. it? Yes, yes, yes. Um, Interesting. Okay. That's okay. That's a very interesting opinion. It would depend. I lean towards not. It would depend, to be entirely honest. I mm-hmm. I don't know whether everyday people consider the rings a part of the planet. I guess arguing from like diagrams, always generally including planetary rings for every planet in our solar system, you'd say yes. But if I was to say, like, would it float? No, because, I mean, like, that, that j- not necessarily because I disagree that they're part of the planet, but more because, like, it just doesn't really make sense, right? Like, the rings are in orbit. If you put it on a planet, like, of water to float, like, they're not going to be in orbit anymore. So, like, are you going to have someone, like, <laughs> hold them in the same position? Are they going to be put, like, in the gas? Like, like how does that work, article, right? Which you know is what I mean? Be the most oh, good God. Scientifically accurate, which suggests Saturn would be able to float. Nah, bullshit. So... We clearly need to get in touch with some scientist here to get a definitive answer once and for all. Will Saturn float? Leave your answer in the comments below. Uh, ideally, if you could provide the maths, that would be great as well. I'm not an astrologist, I'm a biologist. Yeah, they're both science. <laughs> yeah. Come on, bro. The rings are icy. Come on, bro. Did a lot about the rings icebergs. are the powerhouse of Saturn. Everyone knows this. Yeah. You okay, I found a, a paper from the European Space Education Resource Office. Let me read the um, Wired article as well, sorry. Let me have a quick... Yeah, I only cursory read it. This was like this three, three, four days ago. So I, I just to... want to say, by the way, before we carry on with this, is... Mm-hmm. I can't actually remember. Never mind, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> That was... What? Okay, so according to this Wired article, and I'm scrolling through it still, I'd argue it's floating, but it's floating like an apple float, so it would be quite... It'd be mostly submerged. Like I mean, it's, it's but gonna, it would still be Saturn's hanging gonna be at the top pretty of the dense. So like an iceberg. Like, yeah. it's not necessarily, like, very, very, very dense. Like, obviously not. It's a gas giant. But it's going to be pretty maybe, dense. It's a planet. I guess maybe the answer depends like, on how you define floating, which isn't what I expected. Oh, I guess as well, actually, yeah. Uh, on top of a liquid, I guess. I would say as long as it's not moving downwards. Like, yes, I would still consider right. something that was, like, a foot under the surface, but completely stationary, technically floating. Floating, I would yeah. definitely be more open to an argument against that than I would something that was breaking the uh, the surface and past, like, the surface tension layer. But mm. but I would still accept that it was floating. Fair. Gosh, I'm glad we got here from 4K TVs and the... Yeah. <laughs> what a weird... What a weird path. I love it when this happens. By though. the way, I don't know if this is... Great. Oh, wow, I did not know this. Apparently, according to Spotify, today is International Podcast Day. <laughs> no way. I need to check this out. I'm Googling it. I'm Googling it. International Podcast Day is the 30th of September 2019. Thank you, Google. <laughs> wow. Uh, let me go to that website. 
Damn. Yep, it is 30th of September every year. It's International Podcast Day. Hell yeah. Um, as made by the website Quick, International Podcast Day and no other in official things. Yeah, it's a shame um, I can't get it up on the International Podcast Day. <laughs> but it will be up on... Do you want me to list everything it's going to be up on? <laughs> sure. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do that Um I actually need to find... I can't remember the <laughs> This is a great way to distribute this information as well because people listening to the podcast will already know this. So, there we go. The podcast is currently on YouTube, Spotify. Oh, fuck me. There we go. YouTube, Spotify, Breaker, Anchor, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocketcast, Radio Public, and that's all of them. And maybe more in the future, but that's what it's currently on at the moment. Not bad. Hell yeah. This podcast. Sh- maybe on iTunes at some point. But yeah, this but this yeah. podcast. Yeah. I, be- I believe iTunes will distribute from those yeah. things. But there we go. For everybody wondering what our podcasts... Uh, where you can listen to our podcast, you've got many options, all free. Um, though Spotify, the annoying thing with Spotify... Imagine many people listening to our podcast are wondering where they can listen to our podcast. The annoying, <laughs> yeah, the annoying right. thing is... I've had ten plays? The fuck? Okay. Um... What's that one, sorry? Uh, so, yeah, the only problem with, if you want to listen to Spotify, obviously, I don't know how <laughs> they do their, uh, their podcast, but obviously I know the free version of Spotify gets ads when you're listening to music. I don't know how they do it through podcasts, though. Um, that tends to be after each song, though, or between each song, um, and you can't always actually listen to it in an order. You have to wait for it to go through. It, the free version of Spotify is kind of weird, but obviously there are many free options, YouTube, um, and then all of those other ones. Yes. That break My up. recommendation for listening to your podcast, Google if you are intending to, would be the Google Podcasts app on your phone and the recently launched podcast.google.com web app, which is actually great because you can listen to Google Podcasts on the web, which if Charles didn't know, judging by his face, uh, yes, you can no, do that. I'm just looking uh, at the website. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it does. It, it's less consistent than I would like, but it does mostly remember your position as well. So, like, very regularly, I'm listening to podcasts, doing the dishes, come back to my PC, I've got 10 minutes left or so, I just put my phone down, pause it, put my headset on my PC, bam. It's it's pretty nice. But no, there you go. Oh, so, cool. And this one will be up on YouTube, edited, hopefully better than the others, in my opinion. I, I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. I'm, I'm happy. You say edited better than the others. Surely <laughs> e- any editing Interesting. is better than the others. Interesting. So, so talking about the podcast... Oh, carry on. I didn't hear you say anything. I, uh, oh. I, like, oh. I heard you start a sentence, so I just carried, let you carry on. Oh, I, I said I said at least somewhat edited. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, okay. I'm going to put at least half an hour into it. Um, according to this, we're currently 34% Anchor, 33% Spotify, and 33% Overcast. And a majority in the United States being 82%. 100% being Texas. 100% being <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> Yo. Interesting. I wonder who's listening to this. Very specific. Very interesting. Um, oh my god, maybe it's the Achievement Hunter group. Maybe. Maybe they're yes. really listening to us. <laughs> but no, thank you very much. I'm sure and they are. Those links are down in the panels, uh, in the descriptions. Uh, you know what? I feel like we have a lot to give, a lot of education to give to the Rooster Teeth podcast and how to do their podcast, you know? So I feel like a few if members of the RT podcast, podcast will be listening. And if you want to join us for one episode, yeah. honestly, just email me. We, we could me. probably make time. We you could know. make some yeah, time. We'll see. We'll um, see. Maybe. I'm definitely available. I have a more American sleep schedule than I do British. That's very so. true. Um, I'm probably <laughs> going to be the same because my sleep schedule goes off if I don't go to work. Oh, man, your sleep schedule is going to be awesome. 
Oh no. Um. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. But so yeah, I'm interested. I'm I'm happy that it's now on Spotify. That was my biggest aim of this, and I'm even. It's nice to have uh, it on a load of others um, as well, especially Google Pass, uh, Google Podcasts. So I can say it's a good free way of doing it. Google tend to do this, and they do well with it. But yeah, Spotify was my aim. iTunes maybe mm. a future, uh, but we'll have to wait and see, won't we? Anyway. Okay. Wait, what was that for? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so we, t- we spoke about blah, blah, blah. we spoke about consoles. Um, we briefly touched upon. We didn't quite get into it. Was Zenimax being bought by no? Microsoft? Oh yeah, Bethesda. So. some of the people that Zenimax own some names you might recognize include Bethesda and id software are the probably main two that i can think of Um, there's quite a few i would say say arcane as well who you you might not immediately know but they're the developers of dishonored Dishonored? so yeah Yeah, those are the three that i'd say are the biggest i just remembered what i was going to say fair enough when i said i've got something to say but i forgot they did pray as well Apparently, okay. the first game to come to the Microsoft uh, to a Game Pass through this uh, new partnership is Doom Eternal. So I know I'm going to be playing soon because I want to play that oh, game man. a lot. I regret buying that game now. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, it's a really good partnership, honestly. Like, I mean, I mean, it, it was unexpected, at least for me. There might have been news beforehand that I just uh, missed, but for I me, I've never heard anything about it. You bought it. I'll say from a um, a corporate a corporate conglomerate like you know not having one massive like insane development company mm. that owns like four hundred studios. You know, it's bad on that part. Basically, the but, Disney of video games, is right? What we're yeah. For. If if you're looking at like from a I'm gonna ignore all of the bad stuff and developer crunch and layoff of studios and shit that generally happens with this sort of thing eventually down the line, mm. um, like. From a user point, you might be able to play your cool new hit Starfield game for like three quid a month slash eight quid a month now. Hooray! Like you know, it's interesting. Uh, and one thing that I find interesting about this is it now means that Elder Scrolls Online is owned by Microsoft, um, which right, I will yeah. be interested to see if they change anything about because you know I mean, they are completely able the entire to just Elder Scrolls series is my. Well, I mean the El- entire Elder Scrolls series as well, right? But like the Elder Scrolls Online, I'm pointing out specifically because it's an MMO with that works through MMO, right? We're talking subscriptions and microtransactions and that sort of thing. So it's going to be interesting to see if they have any influence on that, whether they make it worse or better, right? Um, like I don't think ESO is going to be on Game Pass necessarily, um, but it's also possible because it's like ESO is still a paid game. You still have to purchase the game, and then there's an optional subscription, right? It's not a requirement for a subscription to play, like some. MMOs, so they could put it on Game Pass on the logic that you don't have to pay the entry cost. Then it would feel, I imagine, even though that technically makes sense, but from the pricing structure, I think people would feel weirded out by paying a subscription to play a game that has a subscription, Fair, right? Yeah. I think people would just be put off by that concept. So it's going to be interesting to see how they sort of handle this. I think and there's a few odd things that I'm going to be wondering exactly how they go about. Bethesda supposedly I- has like a lot of I- like IPs that they're working on. Um, at very early stages that are promising, like separate to Starfield, their, their main current one, um, and then obviously down the line at some point, maybe possibly a new Elder Scrolls game at some point, maybe in the future, possibly, probably not. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Does anybody know when this... I just want to say... Oh, sorry, Cam. 
I was just going to say, the deal went through, or, well, it's been agreed to, so it's not technically gone through, but it's going through $7.5 billion, which I'm trying to find, I found a, a good comparison image just when the deal happened. I think the Star Wars deal, for example, was over $2.5 or $3.5 billion to give you an idea of scale and how much uh, step up over even that's that. That's like half is. my wages. I mean, I mean, yeah, to be fair, like, I, if you look at um, the reported total equity, right, um, mm. of Zenimax Media in 2016 was $2.5 billion, right? Yeah. So that's, that's probably grown quite a lot to 2020, maybe looking more at, like, 3 billion, 3.2 billion, I would argue. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not exactly regularly looking at Zenimax <laughs> Media. Um, I'm not on their board or anything. But, you know, I, I would just be guessing because they've been doing pretty well. With uh, ID yeah. Software's games and and such forth, and ESO has been consistently growing, I believe. So that alone is already effectively now equity that Microsoft Studio or Microsoft Studios will have as part of the deal. So the actual deal is more like five million ish, like four and a bit million ish. So that's oh, a yeah. big price to just pay for those IPs, right? Yeah. Like it's pretty big. I mean, the Minecraft deal being two point five billion, I think, is one of the like most overinflated deals that I've ever known to happen. Not yeah, because I think Minecraft the... was is not worth that money in the long run, but at the time, like like to say one tiny Swedish developer is worth that much money, I think is pretty big, right? Um, yeah. And I definitely think Microsoft will make their money from it. Like they've turned, you know, they've been doing well with Minecraft. Like they've got Windows 10 edition or Bedrock edition, what the fuck, and that's for like full of skin yeah. packs and microtransactions and. The mod marketplace thing. That's what kids love. You know, like, they're, they're clearly going to be making their money back from it. But, like, you know, Microsoft is clearly... What I'm getting at is Microsoft is clearly not afraid to throw money around here, right? They are willing to acquire studios with quite a lot of cash if they need to. Yeah. Microsoft also acquired LinkedIn for 27, 26 billion. Yeah, so that one went well. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not even, like, the highest paid out. Oh, no, not by a long way. Interesting. I yeah. LinkedIn, to be honest. Yeah, LinkedIn's one of those weird ones because not many people think that much about LinkedIn. I guess. Yeah. I mean, they acquired GitHub for it was seven point five billion, I believe. Um, yeah. Which is a pretty big deal. That was in twenty eighteen. Um, LinkedIn still is pretty valuable for for a lot of people. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's LinkedIn's just huge. Used, like it's, it's it's just it's just not used as much. So as for like. I don't. I don't think most people realize like until you've got like to like a bit like some like you don't have like, not necessarily working right because if you're working for like a smaller company it's not really relevant but working in like anything remotely corporate right where you're looking at a company yeah. that is uh, in the areas of hundreds of employees maybe partnered with companies that are looking at thousands linkedin is a huge thing right i studied university and was vaguely like involved in like a slight corporation for like a bit and i already have had to like use linkedin right and I haven't used it consistently in a long time because I haven't needed to. But, like, I have a LinkedIn account. You know, it, it, it was kind of a necessary thing. Like, LinkedIn is a pretty big thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. No, no, it is extremely it's important. Um, I don't have much to say to that, to be honest. It is just an important uh, program. <laughs> and, and, like, Microsoft would be making good Excellent. Deals. I'm glad we got that. They're, they're doing well. I wonder if LinkedIn's there, like... um their biggest acquisition i think it is from what, from what i remember it is jesus 
Oh, I was having a look at general biggest yes. acquisitions, and that was just over Skype was another big one, which was eight point five billion. GitHub another one, seven point oh, five. Zenimax another one, seven point five. Nokia for seven point two. Skype Technologies. Oh, <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> you had Skype. Skype. I don't know why. I always thought of it as a Microsoft uh, product, but I guess. Guess yeah, not. I yeah, I had always thought of it. Let's have a look at. It. I'm going to do a quick. This is definitely interesting and relevant to the podcast. Um, Skype was released in 2003, right? Uh, oh, oh, actually, never mind. Um, what a weird, what a weird, what a weird history. So Skype was announced in 2003 by Skype Technology Sal. Um, okay. That was then bought by eBay in 2005, and in April 2009 they um, launched uh, announced they were going to IPO it, right? Um, right. And then after that, it was bought by Microsoft in 2011 on May 10th. Oh. Eight point five billion. I mean, that's not not bad for eBay. <laughs> no. Nah, How much went to the original Skype devs? I don't know. <laughs> to be fair, we 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 all we all have our obvious opinions about Skype. <laughs> Discord is better. <laughs> its existence as a software it was uh, yeah certainly pretty much i know it's still going but i'd still argue it was pretty much eliminated by uh i think skype's still decent on business um i uh, obviously will know that they pushed skype for business for quite a while and why none mm. of us while none of us may have necessarily used it like i think people underestimate yeah. microsoft's influence on the corporate market Every single business uses 365. Every single business probably uses Teams. Every single business probably yeah, uses yeah, Skype yeah, 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 and yeah, LinkedIn, that's... right? Like, so they're, they're, I think it's doing fine financially, I'd imagine. Yeah, uh, but, but, but that's the thing uh, with, with with the whole like with the whole pandemic and shit. Like, Microsoft have been pushing Teams a lot more. Yeah, teams, I mean, and Teams and Teams has a lot of like the Skype features. Teams is basically competitive to Skype, yeah. Yeah, but more integrated. Like Skype for business was basically like we're gonna try and make Skype businessy, so you can use it for like managing a team, and then they launched Teams, which is for managing a team, and yeah. it was a bit like okay, interesting. So you know, but I, I feel like Skype is probably still used. Yeah. One. I'm, I'm, wait, I'm, I. I'm... <laughs> this, 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 like, pretty random, this really random fact, but I'm pretty sure Keemstar still uses Skype. Yeah, I think he does. <laughs> that is quite random. How do it you... It was on a podcast, uh, and I think uh, it was, it was... He, he spoke about it on the Misfits podcast. Uh, he talked about he still okay. uses Skype to talk to his, like, his, um, the people he gets the news off. Ooh. Uh, and all that. Yeah. Like, so, uh, like, like, it was, it was, like, with, like, during, like, because, well, because it's still going on, with, with, with the whole Ethan and Keen beef, some, something, like, came out where his DMs got leaked, and he asked for someone for their <laughs> Skype, and this was, like, last week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I found some Skype numbers via Wikipedia, which is good. So, at the end of 2010, over 660 million worldwide, with over 300 uh, active. Which, you know... That's alright. Yeah, it's alright. In March 2020, so... Well, we'll get into the little detail that needs mentioning. Scope was used by 100 million people. So a few less, but, you know, still a good amount. 40 million on a daily basis. However, that was a 70% increase in the daily... In the, yeah, the number of daily users due to the COVID pandemic. Yeah, did you, did you say that it was 100 million in um, 2020? Uh, yes. So, according to this, that's quite interesting because I was just reading an article about Skype, and um, 
the summary here is that actually you have to understand that a lot of Skype's popularity wasn't anything to do with Skype's success and was everything to do with Microsoft deciding to get rid of Windows Live after purchasing Skype. Right. Because yeah. they pushed it just as like, this is the new Windows Live. So people just moved to it, right? Um, which mm. now I think about, yeah, that's actually, that's actually definitely fair. When they purchased Skype in 2011, it had 100 million users. So for it to have 100 million users now, that's why I'm bringing it up. That's quite interesting to me because, interesting. Yeah. Um, well, it says more than 100 million active users, active users back then, actually. So possibly even that's not, that might be the 40 million number that would be comparable to now. Um, either way, it, there basically is a statement from Microsoft in this article that says, um, Skype is a great option for people that want a basic video chat. However, Teams is the mobile app that we see where you can integrate <laughs> Hub um, yeah. and personal video calling, uh, like work, life, just everything into one thing. You've got tasks, you know, um, and apparently I didn't realize this, Teams is being pushed in default family microsoft 365 subscriptions okay. in future oh um and i believe with the idea of like you could have your household and you could make your kids chores on like a team's God. schedule God. and you I can share tasks with them still just having never used it like any, well i've used team and a tiny bit of zoom technically and well skype obviously i'd honestly just recommend discord and slack yeah discord and slack are pretty good i will i will say that slack has been I don't know if it's been fooling in user base, but it's been I've never used Slack to losing. I've seen it being used. I would say like um, not market share, but what's the word? Um, in the minds of users, share because of Discord, right? right? Because like, let's be honest here. I the majority of gamers that are using Discord. I know Discord is trying to move away from gamers, and that's a very interesting thing in the Discord versus Slack argument, actually, because uh, Discord's now trying to propose itself as anybody that wants to grow a community. Um, but obviously Discord launched for gamers. It was very much focused on that. Yes, um, it was. Most gamers have probably never touched Slack, right? Um, you, you need to have some sort of professional job uh, normally to be involved in Slack. Uh, quite commonly, software development uses it heavily and such. Never forth. heard of it. Um, having used Slack for a little bit um, and knowing people that have used Slack extensively, mm. um, also just knowing Slack. Discord is a clone of Slack, for those that don't know. Okay. It is yes. borderline exactly the same. Um especially when it released they've added stuff now that Slack doesn't have and, and such forth and there's differences in their payment schemes and such forth like a lot of differences on that regard but but in general it is roughly a clone of slack um yes. and i think for that reason any like like where a company may see a use case in slack right mm -hmm. um like a, a bigger company right we're speaking someone in the thousands um, there's stuff that Slack can't do, like a lot of stuff that Teams can do, right? Teams allows communication and the calling, all that stuff that Slack allows, but also like scheduling events and tasks and meetings and all of that shit, right? Which I believe Slack has plenty of bots that do, and I think it has like plugins or integrations or something that do similar stuff, right? But it's not like, right. from what I am aware, I may be wrong, it's not directly integrated into it. It's more just as a communication platform. Oh, okay. um, I thought it was, but again, obviously I've never used it. So yeah, I haven't used it for much. I've used it for like a few times and different situations I needed to speak to someone on Slack. Post an um, interesting graph in chat. I know that like um, developers that I know of basically used Slack as like a... Um, like like say say you're working on a development team, right? And you're off ill because you're working from home. That doesn't impede your business in effective... Or your ability to work in pretty much any way... Because you can go on Slack, you can speak to all your employees, they've all got it running on their computers, you can get into a voice chat should you need that, right? Um, yep. Your boss is posting important messages and announcements about deadlines in a channel. Like, it, it, it works very similarly. Um, the only thing Slack has different is threads. 
Um, and I have just got a screenshot of chat that confirms basically what I believe I was saying here. Um, okay. Where you can see how it is basically Discord. Um, you can see how it has some differences on like the right. Uh, but you can see how the Acme team there is like an app, right? It's, it's equivalent to a bot that seems to be the Google Calendar logo um, scheduling a meeting there. So it's not directly integrated into Slack itself gotcha. as more as, oh, as it okay. integrates in with other calendar services and likely can integrate with Microsoft Calendar. Um, but I think Slack will probably die out. Uh, in comparison to Teams, um, I hope not. Having used Teams, I just found the experience. Teams has a lot of problems. There was a bug that uh, Luke from LTT talked about for a while, where if you didn't wake your phone from like the black screen when it was just sat on your desk, um, Teams for a while, for some reason, wouldn't give you a notification in certain cases on certain phones and certain users would just get this bug, right? Oh. Uh, but when you turned your phone on, it would give you every single notification you've missed one by one for the past however long your phone's been off. So he basically had this issue where he had to be in Teams to work on Floatplane and LMG, but any time he turned his phone on, he would have to sit for unironically about 10 to 30 minutes of just notifications while his phone was just constantly vibrating. Um... And that was a bug. As well as, it, I know for a while it didn't sort notifications by time. Uh, I know that video calling had a lot of bugs. I know that Microsoft Teams has had a lot of issues. Um, but also it integrates very well with Office 365. And that is a big part of what a lot of companies do, right? Like for LMG, I know it's useful for them because of their writing documents. And I believe they can like um, share the documents very easily through Teams and like share snippets of it and stuff like that or something. I don't know. I know that it, it's useful because it's, it's part of one package, right? So, I don't know. I feel like Slack's probably going to not not die like quick by any means, but I feel like it will eventually be falling off. I think, yeah, especially just with the Microsoft name behind them, that's mm. potentially not going to be something they can be like. If you see that graph I sent in chat, you can see the just spike in Teams, which is almost undoubtedly just due to how it has got Microsoft behind it. Yeah. But that's... I don't know. I hope Slack keeps going because like i just don't like microsoft teams from my use the ui is very it's very microsoft in that things aren't where i'd have expected them to be yes. and then when i click things i have to click them too many times to navigate and the buttons are too simplified which is a yeah. problem i had with windows 10 when it first came out as well it's annoying it was just so much like a child's toy when it came uh, out i'm glad they fixed yeah, it yeah i've never had i mean I, I would argue it still is but yeah well, yeah. Never heard of a good experience from Teams. My friend had an interview on there. It was one of the worst experiences of all of his, of all of his life. Never got the job. Um, yeah. Oh, that would put yeah. you off. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I've never used it. Never plan on using it. So, uh -oh. What? Well, I can definitely say, if I, if I was to have to use Zoom or Teams, right? Yeah. My RAM's at 27 gigabytes. I would pick Missing. Teams, and this is going to sound like a weird decision for me to be like, I'm going to use the Microsoft product, right? But Zoom has, um, on multiple occasions, committed against end-to-end uh, -end encryption for users that aren't paying the money. Yeah. Although I believe recently has committed to end-to-end -end encryption for users. Um, yes, it will be doing. Um, I can confirm that. So, which is a good thing, but like as it stands right now until they did that would i rather tr trust my data with a random company from san jose california that got big because of a worldwide <laughs> pandemic or microsoft who already has a significant amount of data on me i'm gonna go with microsoft right they're already yeah, getting all my telemetry from windows like at, at that put like as much as i would rather they didn't and i use 
security offerings where I can. I have tracking and third-party cookies disabled, that sort of stuff. I use a VPN constantly. I, I do what I can because I am privacy conscious. conscious. Like, Microsoft also still has a lot of data on me, and I would rather it was in their hands than um, someone else's, right? That's fair. Like, I'd rather it was in no one's hands, ideally. You know, like, I would pick Google over Microsoft and Microsoft over Apple. I have my own hierarchy in the tech world. And again, that's purely not based on me trusting Google. It's purely based on Google having the most amount of data on me and I have the ability to see and delete my data from Google, um, which is at least somewhat useful. Um, but, like, you know... I, I don't know, Zoom just, Zoom just seems shady to me. No, I... I know it's used a lot, but it seems, it seems uh, very shady. It, it, it is... It, 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 it literally just randomly popped up out of nowhere because of the pandemic, and I just, I just don't like it. I, yeah, I just don't like the idea of it. Yeah. How, 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 how everyone just so easily trusted it. Yeah, it's very, it's a very trusting thing, to just like, like webcam and like mic streaming is something that you have to have a lot of trust to do, and I think a lot of people do just kind of take it for granted. Yeah. But like end-to-end -end encryption is important to me, um, because. Like, it's, it's not just... A, like, some people seem to think it's about, like, some I'm planning to commit, like, a... Ma like, I'm part of a drug cartel, right? Like, I'm definitely doing that. And I need to organize my drug meetings through Zoom and I'm not just using the already a million existing end-to-end -end encrypted communication apps like Signal on my phone, right? Like, of course, I'm not a fucking idiot. Come on, right? But also, it's, like, it, it's about, for me, like, if I wanted to have a chat with my meeting or my friends on Zoom for whatever reason, right, if I was starting a local business or whatever... I'm just not comfortable with knowing that someone at Zoom can watch that, right? I would be especially more comfortable if I was a woman, right? Like, there's stories and things that with people working at home. Like, I'm not suggesting that everyone at Zoom masturbates to every Zoom call that's going on. But it's something that someone at Zoom could probably do. And that's kind of the problem, right? Whereas, at least if we know it's inter-encrypted, we know that's I'm not possible. I'm just going to say now, I'm going to believe that entire sentence of you saying you're a drug dealer. Why? Oh, yeah, be funny. Damn. <laughs> yeah, bro. Charles not supporting local businesses, honestly. <laughs> Fam, someone recently put um, Jay got to uh, a, a uh, what was it? Fucking a suspended sentence because of uh, a drug dealer that happened recently. Um, what? There was a what? there was a famous drug Am deal I that. So we've been playing Euro Truck Simulator oh again. We have recently. been. It's a game that I tend to get into for multiple weeks on end, and then I don't play it for years. And talk. And I'm probably going to regret the fact that I bought all <laughs> of the locational DLC earlier today. Okay, but so I like did talk about that. Alfie, would you like to play with us after? Gucci. Sure. <laughs> 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 like, you could have asked me after the podcast, but yeah. sure. So today's that podcast topic, in. I am going to be playing Euro Truck Simulator 2 after we finish recording this. Yes, um, and... I'm going to hide just on one of the roads you can't get to. Yeah, and but I'm loving it, honestly. It's so much fun. It's so da -da 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 -da. fucking much fun playing with these lads. And actually, it talking is. about fun, genuinely, watching... I got cool cargo too now. Watching films with you guys is so I'm much fun. I do, like, it genuinely is... Like, we, we, the, yeah. yeah, I feel like the movie night went pretty well. Um, this is a weird thing to talk about on the podcast, right? Um, because so basically, we're hosting a regular movie night now, and that's likely to possibly stem a movie podcast. We will hear more about it. Um, but 
I wasn't sure whether to allow people to speak or to like force everyone to mute because I could remove like their ability to speak in the channel. Like, there's a lot of stuff I could do. I figured the best way would probably be for everyone's enjoyment just to let people speak. And if someone wants to just listen in silence, they can mute everyone else because that way I feel like yeah, it's it's absolutely. the fairest solution, right? Because like a lot of these movies, people would have watched before. I definitely think I will try and encourage at some point people suggest movies we haven't watched. Um, but like a lot of these movies, especially me and like the horror and slasher category, I've watched a lot of, and I know Charles has watched a few of them as well, right? Um, so like I don't know. I, I feel like it's not a personal major concern to me if someone speaks over it and we make occasional jokes. No, um, and I feel like if it adds to someone's it. experience, some people enjoy watching a movie more with jokes, right? It's not like yeah. being in a cinema where if someone's making jokes loudly to their friend, like, you can't mute them. It's, it's Discord. If I was annoyed well, at failing speaking, them. I could just mute him. <laughs> Imagine, yeah, if you could mute someone in the cinema. Honestly, honestly, if we get to the point where we're fucking um, brain-computer interfaces with, like, Neuralink from Elon Musk, I can okay. selectively mute human beings. Good God, my life is going to be fucking amazing. Uh, but no, that, like, <laughs> obviously this won't be... Uh, we won't watch this movie again, so I'm going to talk about it a little bit now. But watching fucking the first Halloween with these lads was just was an experience and a half. I'm yeah. glad I watched it with you guys purely because I wouldn't have been interested otherwise. Yeah. To be perfectly blunt. It wasn't everybody great said it was boring. Film. Not that I expected it to be for the age, but I mean it's it's one of those films that like as a big fan of the slasher genre, right? It probably right. is my favourite film genre. I will say like Halloween is a cult classic for obvious reasons, right? Mm. But I think like a film being a cult classic doesn't necessarily mean the film is like spectacularly good it's more that it, it's right. like it's a film people enjoy watching with their friends f fans of the slasher genre enjoy regularly watching like I've, i obviously wasn't alive when halloween came out by quite an extended period right well, so it's not a film i remember nostalgically but it's like mm. i like the slasher films slasher as a genre of horror is generally focused more on entertainment than like scaring you like it's hard to explicitly argue what slasher drop films are like because obviously the slasher genre itself is, is just about someone with a like knife noise most common well like i guess a bladed tool like slashing a bunch of people killing them right but like in general like if you look at the popular slasher movies they're generally a lot less serious than some more um existential horror or psychological horror or like straight jump scare filled films right um, so I feel like part of the charm of Halloween as a movie is kind of how it's shit in places and like watching it as yeah. a charm now is that it was filmed years ago and it's kind of funny in that sense right and like if we watch I, like I've suggested for the next movie night watching Halloween 2018 right um, which is a direct sequel to the original Halloween um, I think it has more horror elements in it it's still a slasher film but it has a more horror element to it um, and I think it's also a really good movie. Um, I would say it's arguably a better movie than the original Halloween film. Um, but the sad part about it is that it kind of needs context than the original Halloween film to watch. Um, so, you know, and so I feel like it's, it's just a different attitude. Like it's not necessarily like the most entertaining movie or like the most scary movie or the most like good movie, but you can laugh at like the stupid sound effects and like the stupid plot and, and shit. And like, if you ever, if we ever get around to watching like Friday the 13th, right. Um, that's going to be an interesting one to see people's reactions to the first movie if I think Charles yep, would agree for sure and then there's like um, A Nightmare on Elm Street which says so these slasher movies they're kind of kind of kind of funny they're like kind of not actually that scary so what if we make a chicken nugget that's like real crispy <laughs> and a pedophile and really gay the enemy 
oh, this is fucking hilarious. And it's just a series <laughs> of improvised one-liners from a comedian. It is beautiful. And it's fucking great. It's it's a great yeah. series for that reason. Um, so, like, I don't know, Slash is an odd genre, because it's, it, like, it is horror, but it's also, like, not, like, every every horror film is a horror film. Every slasher film is a slasher film, but they don't have to both be horror and slasher film, right? And that's why I recommended the next film should be the Budapest Hotel, because that is a wonderful thriller about how Wes Anderson is an amazing director. Yeah. But yeah, no, we'll keep. Yeah, we'll I'm keep, excited. We'll keep you updated if uh, if anything does happen. And I, I think I like the one hour and a half, one and a half hour mark. So I may call it a day here. Um, Damn. If you do enjoy it this way, do leave a like, do comment down below, um, and rate it on whatever podcast uh, website you're listening to on. Be Google, be Spotify, be uh, be uh, what's it called, Pocket Rocket, whatever it's called. My favorite one. Um, but yeah, no, I hope you enjoyed this. I I, ha- I feel I'm going to have a lot of fun editing it, but uh, it's going to give me something to do in the evenings anyway. I will try and get onto streaming more games, definitely some uh, more Euro Truck Simulator because that is so much fun. You should have seen us in Calais the other day. Oh, yeah. Uh, today, sorry? I mean, you're going oh, yeah, to yeah, see fun. us no, on Calais. Oh, my God. I went into probably. Calais today, Alfie. Nobody understood how to use roundabouts. Oh. I was going around a roundabout. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of hot mics I'm as not well. Gonna, we I'm be... not going to talk about it now. You just have to wait. Oh my god, it's so beautiful. Anyway, thank you all so much for your watching. Thank this you. should be up tomorrow, hopefully, and it'll be up on Spotify and all that. Uh, hopefully tomorrow. I don't actually know the process and time between it being uploaded and actually put onto Spotify. I assume a few hours at that max. So, yeah, appreciate that all. Thank you so much, for my wonderful host, for coming on. And it's been wonderful. We had a great chat, in my opinion. Um, it, it definitely took many, many turns. But it was it was interesting, nonetheless. Yeah, so for thank sure. Thank you very much, you guys, for coming on and uh, spending uh, your wonderful time here. Your, yeah. yeah. Got anything you would like to say? Anything yeah. you want to promote, as always? Nothing from me. Twitch.tv slash tactical TV. On that, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, sorry, I just wanted to mention two months until we have this baby together. What are we going to call it? Put that in we the need comment. to if figure got, this if out. Stream, if, if you've got a streamer name of baby, yes, suggest baby names in the, in the comments. And as below. I always say, the best thing you can do for us small content creators, be that delicious, be that Astyvid, be that Agent Oink, share our content. That is genuinely one of the best things you can do. It's free and it literally takes a few seconds. And hit the bell. Thank you very much as always and we'll (laughs) see you in the next one. Ta-ra.